Welcome to the Kids Ministry and Leadership Podcast. I'm Andy Kirk, and I'm so glad you joined me today. Here we are in the month of May. Can you believe how fast this year is going already? I'm already looking at the calendar and uh, and thinking, well, Easter's done and uh, Mother's Day, and we're moving into uh, those colder months here in the Southern Hemisphere. Up in the Northern Hemisphere, they're going, kids are finishing school, going into their big summer break, and the shift of seasons has definitely started to take place. I think it's uh, important for us to understand the season that we're living in at different times. I think naturally it flows into the spiritual aspect of what we do, especially with our church life and around leadership. Sometimes I know in my leadership years I've been super frustrated in trying to force growth at certain periods of time in the year, but naturally we've just got people who are sick, who are not well. I think sometimes we think that uh, you know, church, church life and attendance. I think one uh, Barna and One Hope research started to unpack, you know, why attendance is moving towards, you know, not every week and, and shifting. And we think that, oh, you know, it's people aren't committed. Well, I just think that if a family of five has uh, one member that's um, sick a couple of times a year or has sport or has a couple of different um, aspects of um grandma's 90th birthday or whatever it might be all of a sudden we could very much be one Sunday a month just through natural causes of of not through um, a lack of wanting to be there or discipline but just because of what, what life brings out I think likewise we have to look at these big seasons I know that uh, in this middle part of the year in Australia when it gets cold we we have to fight the urge to try and counteract um, maybe attendance or counteract leaders who are um, unable to make it, and we and and we have to fight the urge to start and initiate and innovate new programs. Um, it's not the time to really be doing that. I would suggest that this time in the middle of the year is a time of where we can really grow into the leaders. So. What would be really helpful right now is maybe consider um, passing on the podcast and discussing it once a month. Finding a, a great leadership book um, that, that you might uh, be able to all uh, read together and unpack and, and learn together. Um, it can be a leadership book. It can be um, a self-development book. It can be a well-being book, whatever um, book that might be to really help. Uh, let me suggest... Um, a couple of books that might be really helpful right now. I'll dive into uh, my library on Kindle and I'll give a couple of uh, top tip top tips for books um, that I've read recently uh, that are great. Generation Alpha, brilliant book from Mark McCrindle. Highly recommend this book just to understand that uh, that uh, age group that we now have that are probably 10-year-olds uh, and under. And by 2025, we're going to be going into a whole new generation just good to know what's shaping the parenting what's shaping the thinking um who who else uh, who's out there and and what it is um i think that uh, another uh, incredible book uh, leadership book that you can just uh get everyone to have a look at is the five dysfunctions of a team i know that this is an absolute you know classic but i think that uh, it was just one that can really help uh, dig into that. If you, if you don't want to read the whole book, I think even uh, options as well, especially on Kindle or finding the PDF versions of this is finding summaries of books just to really grow and uh, and lead into the team. Um, another uh, amazing uh, book that I can recommend if you're just uh, looking for one that maybe is a little bit um, 
left field uh, is is having a look at one, Eric Metaxas. Um, he wrote a fantastic book, There's Both Seven Men and Seven Women. These ones uh, I just reread recently, The Seven Men, just having a look at uh, uh, just the uh, biographies of different people and how faith shaped their life. Um, they're just a couple of little readings that I've had at the beginning of this year. Um, that I just wanted to throw out there. But really, it's just an idea of getting books, leadership books, uh, I think Lead Vertically from Craig Johnson is always uh, an incredible uh, leadership book that you can read as a team uh, and help to grow. And uh, as you know, all the Maxwell books or, or different uh, uh, books that are out there that can, that can really help you. Um, oh, the other one I read, The Power of Moments. That's another great book there as I just scroll through the, uh, the Kindle uh, library there, The Power of Moments, another fantastic book there you can do as a team. Um, but just know the season, know the season that you're in and know what we're, we're doing right now. For us, it's really building into the team and growing at this time. As we come later in the year, we'll start to dream, innovate and think and plan to get things started, ready to go into that beginning of the year where that growth period happens to be between January and through to Mother's Day. And uh, like I said, just so much growth happening right across Australia uh, from what I've been hearing in different coaching programs, seeing anywhere from 15 up to 35% growth in that time uh, across. It's just brilliant to hear such growth. Now, in my 23 years of children's ministry, I've seen Sunday school transition to children's church. I've seen the introduction of video curriculum. Yes, that's right. We started on DVTs. And then the swing back to in-person teaching and everything in between. The rise of the leadership movement within the Kidmin. And what I would say is uh, that all of this has been amazing. Uh, it, it's got us to where we are now and, and really shaped who and what we're doing and how we're doing ministry. But that said, the largest swing has been in the last 12 months. And really, no surprise, post-COVID, that the swing back to two key elements has been where much of the church has landed when looking at kids' ministry. These two things I would love to unpack and talk about today. Number one is kids need community. And number two, parents are the primary leader of faith formation. So these are the two things I want to unpack in today's podcast, that kids need community. And number two, parents are the primary leader of faith formation. According to a study with Barna, 89% of church leaders believe an effective church can't be built without an effective kids' ministry. And that's true, but in the same breath, 96% of parents acknowledge that they are primarily responsible for the faith formation of their kids. So what is it? Is it the church or is it the home? The simple answer to that is overwhelmingly both. We're moving into a new era where we as the church must be looking at how we establish great environments for kids to learn whilst resourcing and partnering with parents throughout the week. In a 2023, uh, in 2023 at the ACC National Conference Kids Stream, um, we focused on these two elements. And uh, thank you for all those that joined us at the, at the conference. It was uh, brilliant to have our great friends Matt and Chris Gorman, who have been on the podcast before, and they are from One Hope. They are out talking all around the Bible app for kids and the uh, kids' Bible experience that you can find on Uversion. And uh, you can go to the ACC Kids website right now and you can download some resources that we shared at that conference 
it's on the homepage, so you can go there, which is great. But this is what we want to look at, the practical ways to build an effective kids ministry and how to partner with parents. These two things that we really wanted to um, unpack answer those first questions, how that we build community with kids and how we can bring faith formation for the kids through the home. What I saw happen throughout COVID was that all of a sudden they were locked down. Um, everyone was locked down and parents had to take responsibility. And, and for many, many years in the growing leadership and the excellence, uh, I guess, culture of the way we were doing church, we built these great ministries that where parents were outsourcing the faith formation to the church. And that's okay because the church does play a part. But what happened in COVID, it, it swung back to where it was parents. Now what's left is parents looking, saying, hey, we want to really play our part. But churches or less than 10% of churches are providing resources to help parents. So this is why we have to bring these two together. So let's do these two aspects. Practical ways to build an effective kids ministry or how we can really build community. Um, so I'm going to put three three ways in each of these. Number one, Sunday services for children and adults. Now, by simply changing the language and a mindset that on Sundays we run services for children and adults, it increases the priority of kids' services to that of the adult service. If we just say that, oh, okay, we have church and then we provide Sunday school or we have church and then we have a program or a ministry for kids. That's denoting that church, the emphasis, is all for the adults and then we have a tag on or add on for kids. That's, that's not the case. We have a Sunday service for children and a Sunday service for adults. So each Sunday we have services. We have some for adults, some for kids. This prioritizes and put things and emphasizes everything at the same level. Your production, your worship, your budgets, all these areas. When we think through Sunday services, kids is part of this process of thought. When we're planning Easter, how do we plan Easter to flow right through kids, the foyer, into the auditorium, out to the car park? Kids is part of our services. How do we have great worship in, in our kids' ministry? Well, that becomes the responsibility of the worship pastor or the worship leader who's responsible. Now, I'm not saying they have to do it, but they are ultimately responsible. When we change that simple sentence, we place a high priority and emphasis on kids. We have services for kids. And so in the same way that we emphasize the adult service, we now shift and outwork the overall vision of our church through the kids' ministry as well. Number one, uh, number two in practical ways to build an effective kids' ministry is that kids learn in circles, not rows. Now, we need to make sure there's plenty of time for small group ministry, as one of the biggest need for kids is community. Your service structure can be outworked with this learning dynamic without losing the feel of a church service. We have to row, learn, kids learn in circles, not rose. All studies show this, um, that this is the way that kids are going to a collaborative learning space. And rather than just rows, sitting in rows, doing all the teaching, doing all the learning, trying to keep behavior management on track, and then dumping to all of the audio, or, you know, uh, verbal processing and um, audible learning, and just saying it, then we put a, 
occasionally a little bit of a visual up the front or maybe an object lesson. But what we're seeing is if we do that as well as, hey, turn back now and have discussion, we must make place for small groups and community and discussion and discipleship in circles, not rows. We have to create this. That's the way Gen Alpha is learning right now. This is the way the kids want to learn and they want to engage. They want to have discussion. They want to be collaborative. They want to talk through and they want to be involved. And so don't allow small group or connect group to be the tag on bit that you're doing at the end of your service, but allow it to be integrated into all areas of your service. Number three, we are a church, not a department. And when we want people to serve in kids ministry, we expect them to be a Swiss army, life, a Swiss army knife and be able to do everything. Rather than recreating a whole church, have people who are gifted in different areas serve, well, on the kids team in inverted brackets. What do I mean by serving in the kids ministry team and 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 and, and sort of you're, you're on the kids team, but you're not necessarily with the kids? Is that a possibility? Well, yeah. What about people who can serve on the check-in team and they're rostered simply to check families in and engage the parents and they are skilled, gifted connectors. They never have to teach or lead a group, but they are on team. This is what I mean by we're a church, not a department. If we have a department mindset, this is where we have uh we, we recruit 100 people to the kids' ministry team or 50 people or 20 people to the kids' ministry team and they have to do everything. They have to run around and set the production up. They then have to check in the team. They then have to run in and do the praise and worship. They have to then lead the small group and then they have to facilitate behavior management, teach the lesson, get the snacks. You can't do all of that. What about if we just had certain people do certain roles and that be part of the kids' ministry team? Let's allow the worship team to come in. We don't have to recreate a whole kids worship team. Let's just include the people that we have on team. Let's include the production team to come in and be a part of that. Let's not be so isolated and, and fixed that we have to have um, a certain type leading kids. We can have people who serve with all of their gifts and areas. Have the worship team rostered on just for that part of the service. Then they can go. Um, they don't have to unload their toys cupboard. They just have to come and do worship. Now, by looking at it this way, you'll allow people to serve through their gift and you don't have to recreate every single area. So practical ways to build that community and build an incredible, effective kids ministry. Number one, Sunday services for children and adults. Number two, kids learn in circles, not rows. Number three, we are a church, not a department. So, that's church. That starts to talk about how we can build a community for kids each Sunday. But how do we answer the second part, which is how do we partner with parents? Well, I'm glad you asked. I'm going to give you three hot tips on how to partner with parents as well. Number one, um, link Sunday with midweek. Now, you can do this by using incredible resources that already exist. Incredible resources like the Bible app for kids. Um, they, they have a great curriculum that you can use. You can go to open.church and uh, that's where you'll be able to find uh, the curriculum for 
the Bible app for kids. They have uh, two years worth of curriculum. They have the videos, the worksheets, everything you possibly need to run that. And then the app already exists, the Bible app for kids. And you can link what you do on a Sunday with what is happening there at home. There's other apps that you can use. One created by Orange is called Parent Q, C-U-E, Parent Q. This is another great way. And you could use the Orange curriculum, which is brilliant, by the way, and you can uh, use that. And so the Q is, uh, Parent Q app is built all the curriculum. It has uh, questions, it has Bible studies, it has different reading plans, all built into that. Or if you're not using that curriculum, you have a different one, you can still use the Parent Q app and load in the back end different curriculum. Now, the Bible app for kids or Kids Bible Experience, which is on version is all free. The Bible, uh, the Parent Q app is free for parents and it is so cheap it only costs $15 a month for churches and you can load in all your curriculum. You don't need an app developer in order to do this, but that's a simple way that you can link Sunday with Monday or link Sunday with midweek. Number two is parent resources. Now, parent resources, they are so broad and wide and you don't have to do all of these. You can do one of these. You can just be excellent at one of these or you can do all of them. But just some ideas that you could do to send out resources are a monthly e-news, just an e-newsletter. So an email that goes out to a whole database of parents and in that you can provide different parenting resources, articles, things that you want to, or even just what's coming up, but just communication to be able to, again, link Sunday with Monday. Other great things you can do is parenting seminars. Now, parenting seminars, how do we do these to try and get parents to come out? Well, here's one, don't. This helps with parents being busy and not having to come out is stream the parent seminar out online. We all got really good at streaming over COVID. We were streaming, many of us streaming our church services. We'll stream a midweek seminar at home so your parents don't have to lead the home. Other things you can do, a podcast, uh, a monthly podcast. Find people in your church who are just great parents. Now the podcast, know what the purpose is for. This isn't to go global and to, you know, rival Joe Rogan's podcast, but the podcast is there to resource your families. It's aimed at your family, so use your families. They've got home court advantage. Use excellent parents and interview them around areas of parenting and let them know how to just be a little bit further ahead. Devotions, again, using version all um, driving this through social media or printouts, what your reading plan happens to be for that month. So parent resources, let's not be part of the um, low end of under 10% of churches that are creating resources, but let's, um, oh, sorry, let's not be part of the 90% of not creating, but let's be part of that 10% and start to increase that so that I start to do a new survey and study and realize 30, 40, 50% of churches now are creating resources. And we're starting to turn that around. So number one, link Sunday with midweek. Number two is parent resources and number three is include in Sunday services and sermons aspects of family engagement. So when you're speaking to your senior pastor, ask him 
what series, teaching series we're doing. And when you prepare a sermon or a series, ask, how can I resource families with this? So it's good that we do a whole uh, a, a study on a book of the Bible, but how do I resource families with this? Trying to find um, five key scriptures uh, out of that particular book and, and, and putting that together so that families can read that together. When you plan out services, how can I include kids or highlight family values in this? How can I be constantly talking about what's happening? Even uh, within the church, talking to your senior pastor and your lead team about how they can just have inclusive language of we have Sunday services for both adults and kids. Just that, having that inclusive language take place. You can also um, be thinking through uh, on a Sunday um, just how you can make connections uh, take place to partner with the parents, whether that's a parent's uh, lunch or a new family's lunch that's happening after the service or whatever it might be, but always be thinking through on Sundays, how can I be partnering with parents? And by integrating this into regular language, it helps not make it feel that you're adding a whole extra part to our family's lives or a whole department of the church, but you're simply integrating faith formation into all areas of church life. Now, I know there is uh, lots more we could say on all of this, and I'd love to have a conversation with you. In fact, you can go to acckids.org.au at any time and request a a call with one of our team. We'd love to jump on a Zoom and connect with you to help you build out different resources or different aspects of what you're trying to do in your local church. Or we would love to have you part of our coaching program. Every month we do a Zoom call and each month we send out other valuable resources. If you're not yet part of that coaching program, go to acckids.org.au, put through the request form and our team will be in touch with you. Lastly, as we end out the month of May, here we are in 2023. You might be listening to this at a different time, but at this time, real time right now in May, we're getting ready for our ACC Kids Tour, which is happening in June, and it's right around the nation of Australia. There's five stops. On June the 3rd, we are stopping in Sydney, and then we go to Brisbane on June the 6th, and then we go to Melbourne June the 7th, Adelaide June the 8th, and then we finally finish Perth, June 10th. We have Justin Edge, the Life Church Kids Pastor, who's been on our podcast, been on, has done a lot of training, has been part of our coaching program. He will be joining us here live in Australia, flying on out to come and do the tour with us. So if you're listening to this prior to that, jump on, register, register your teams. We'd love to see you at the ACC Kids Tour coming on up. Well, again, thank you for joining us this month on the Kids Ministry and leadership podcasts. I'm Andy Kirk. It's been brilliant having you with us and I look forward to having you again next month.